Welcome to the Queen Divas Queens of Fitness podcast. Join your hosts, three-time WBFF world champions and WBFF royalty, Alicia Gowans and Stephanie Ayala McHugh, as we explore all things female health, training, competing, mindset, and living the fitness life every day. So welcome back after a few weeks of uh, no podcast. We're bringing to you the latest episode of the Queen Divas podcast with the beautiful co-host of mine and five-time world champ, Stephanie Ayala McHugh. I'm so oh, glad to see your face you, on the other love. side of the screen today. It's so good to see you on this screen right now. Guys, we do this on Zoom and we actually have this on YouTube. So any of you listeners that uh, just want to kind of see Elisa's face, she's getting leaner. I could see this face. You can see it in my out. face, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I can see that face starting to lean out. It's because Elisa does hold it a little more in her face. Like I can always tell her really have, um, and I'm blessed with this so for everyone listening I don't get fillers in my cheeks and shit no you got that natural filler girl I have a really full I call it my big fat moon face when I'm in off season (laughs) because I have a big fat moon face but when I come into stage do you know what the blessing from that you know really good natural collagen production is the fullness in your face great face yeah and it's natural and I love it that. Is. I've always loved that about your face though. Your cheeks always sit so high, nice and full. They don't get depleted and sunken in into that zombie uh, look. You no, know, I don't get the skeletal look. Mm-hmm. I get cheekbones for the first time in like, you know, however many years. You get a little <laughs> shape around that. Yeah. Contour, yeah. that natural contour that you naturally have. And you notice with my chin, I've, I've actually got quite a heart shape, really right? But the yeah. difference is when I'm in off season, you know, I get the moon face because my face fills out. But when I cut in, I get this little heart-shaped point to my chin. My daughter has it too, but she has it all year round because she doesn't have my moon face. (laughs) (laughs) Well, besides your moon face, how's your body, woman? How are you feeling? Catch us up on this prep. Oh, my God. Prep to AC. How are you doing? So (laughs) I've been talking about this. Um, I've been pretty open because everyone has just asked me, you know, so many questions and I get so much inboxes about it that I'm like, all right, I'll just share freaking everything. So I am, and I'm sharing everything um, with my team. And I apologize to everyone listening to this. I still haven't caught my voice back from the show. We had the show on the weekend, the massive big Australian show, oh which was the hugest show of the year. What an amazing And it was phenomenal. And we had so much fun and our team did exceptionally well. So massive shout out to all of my team that's listening to this. Um, they were incredible. I was so proud of them. But I have not stopped yelling that whole weekend. So my voice is like still that. making a comeback. And I think because I'll segue into this because of the fact that I'm on such low calories and I'm doing so much output that my immune system is compromised. Every single bodily function is, you know, happening at a much lower level than usual. Everything's down regulating. I can't avoid it. It just is what it is because I got to push through and get this last bit off me. Um, so even something as simple as losing my voice from, you know, overuse, it's taking ages for it to actually yeah. heal and come back. Oh, and I think someone that. in our house had a little bug and I think we might've both been fighting it off, Jacinta and I, and, you know, it's just been a sore throat and that lack of ability to catch my, my voice back. So if everyone listening to this, I, the weather. The sound, I don't know. No, really? you sound fine, Ali. You don't, you do not sound like you don't have that raspiness or anything and you don't have a cold or any type of um, I don't know, type of so issue. That's actually, 
a good point that I will make though um, is that you know anyone that has followed me for a long time knows that I supplement quite minimally, um, minimalistically I should say. I have very minimal sup range because my food usually is my primary focus for my micronutrients above and beyond, above and beyond anything else. But in this prep, I've had to actually expand the range of things I'm consuming because. I knew my dig was going to be far deeper, far harder, far more aggressive. I was going to be jumping down into acute levels of EA, which I never normally do. Um, and I had to be prepared for it because I couldn't, could not, um, you know, I didn't have time to be sick. I could not allocate any downtime because I'm literally to the wire the whole way through for this prep. So for anyone listening to this that maybe has missed past episodes, I'll catch you up. Um, I had a baby 17 weeks ago. He came via C-section after a year and a bit of really long IVF journey that saw my entire body composition change. I went into the pregnancy uh, with more body fat on me because I needed to put it on before, before my transfer would take. I had to gain over 10% body fat on my normal, you know, sort of walk around happy little off season, you know, basis. So went through all of that before I even hit the pregnancy, managed my pregnancy really well, didn't put on very much at all, just the minimal amount that was required. So nine kilos in total. Um, after I had him walked out of the hospital, four kilos down, still had that five kilos or so on me. Now the issue was it was a C-section. And so I could not actually start, I couldn't do a single thing until six weeks post. So he's only 17 weeks old. Uh, at six weeks post, I got clearance to do some body weight, basic, basic bitch shit, right? Like it was real basic bitch shit. And so for the next four weeks, that's all I could do. I did not get cleared to progressively load and start actually lifting normally until he was 12 weeks old. So I've actually only been lifting, progressively loading for five weeks now. This is insane. I'm on stage. Really is. Anyone insane. listening to this? Like I listen to myself and I'm like, you need therapy lady. Like, I can't believe you actually signed yourself up for this shit. But I, in my defense, when I, I calculated the dates I out, I thought I'd have seven, 16 weeks, right? 16 weeks, of, dieting, 16 weeks of proper training. I right. thought I'd have that. Then I find out halfway through the, you know, post-section, C-section healing that I've got another six weeks where I could do anything. So it's been a hell of a journey. I was also managing breastfeeding. So I didn't drop my calories aggressively straight away. I kept them higher. The benefit was this though, Steph, I actually am super freaking healthy, even though I'm deep in these trenches, way more aggressive than I'd ever be usually. And I'm also, which I love, I recomped. So in that first Amazing. sort of, yeah. oh, I don't know, maybe six to 10 weeks, I changed my composition favorably with more lean tissue. So my weight wasn't really moving at all. Like, and it was starting to do my freaking head in for about four weeks. Oh, I know. The freaking, oh yeah, the scale. Yeah, but my mills and my girths were coming down and you could visibly see conditioning starting to come through, right? So this is where, again, we touch on the fact that scales aren't everything. They're just one tool in the toolkit, right? But um, but I was recomping. So this prep has just been wild. It's been fucking hectic different. <laughs> Like <laughs> more than different. That's just everything that you just explained, you know, for listeners that most of you have been following the podcast and are aware, you know, of her 
postpartum journey. But what the biggest thing here is, is the fact that most people would have, most normal competitors would have said as an excuse, I'll no, wait for the next time, show. right? I'll wait for the next show. But you know what Allie did? She signed herself up before she I was doubled down. Yeah, absolutely. You had to double down. Once double down. Committed, right? Yeah. Like she had committed to this show at the beginning of the year and she yes. was set on it. And I love this because she's still going through. She didn't just back out and say, oh, this injury, this recovery, yeah. this surgery, this pregnancy, you know, I'm just not going to be my best. Well, she knows she's not going to bring her best, but she knows that she's going to achieve what she set herself out to do. A hundred percent. And look, like, you know what? I, I dragged out my old data, right? From right before Worlds in 2019. My legs are bigger, my glutes are bigger, as in I have more mass, right? Which That's is great. Amazing. That's all it's, a win-win. Um, I'm probably about two weeks behind in measurements and everything where I would have been at, the, at that same time at that show. So like when I say I'm not going to bring my best, I'm not going to bring my best um, in the sense where I'm probably going to be a couple of weeks shy of improving on 2019. But don't be misled, yeah. people. I'm bringing a crown worthy winning. Oh, absolutely. Ellie, you're not going to bring. No, what I say is, I know I have a false sense of security audience. Her best, because her best means she needs actual time to go back into progressive loading the way she. This girl's a beast. Like, if you've ever trained with Ellie, you've seen her train, especially coming from a broken back. Like, this alone is impressive to her be able to do the things that she was able to do before the pregnancy. So yeah. then leading into the pregnancy, of course, she had to scale back her intensities, had to be very, very particular with her movements throughout right. the pregnancy. And then even she just explained the postpartum side was a quite bit of a, you know, headache for oh. her because she was, she was expecting herself to be able to immediately go back into training and start yeah. prep. But know, the nutrition so side naive. of it, I was so naive. I was just like, yeah, okay. So from all the research I've done six weeks, I'll be fine straight back in. But what I didn't anticipate was that he would be sitting on one side predominantly crushing a nerve. He's, he's affected my oblique sling. So I had to do rehab on that. So my core wasn't even activating properly because of the oblique sling weakness on my right side. Like I had to do all this work, right? So even when I got the clearance, well, we started to do it before the clearance for the progressive load so that I would be able to hit the progressive load safely a little faster. But even then, it was still a couple of weeks into it before I could actually start testing the waters on my on my strength. And then the issue is, as you start getting that stability and you know um, capacity back, your calories are dropped so freaking low that then you're like, oh my God, I am dragging my ass up through my mouth to try to lift this weight right now. Like, I have got no fuel. I'm running on fumes. I have some days though where I have some days though where um I think pure adrenaline gets me through and I'm so determined to prove everyone wrong and i'm so determined to Ali, bring that's something the vision to though you have wow. your focus freaking so, vision yeah on. so i have a bit Advisors. of time is like you have this light switch turned on this is what competitors don't get like if you don't switch the freaking actual switch on and don't literally look around behind ahead like you just literally nail it Allie is proving that she wants to prove something not just to herself but to everybody everyone (laughs) I want to prove I want to prove that even in the most challenging situations and even in you know moments where you question your ability. If you 
don't fail to believe that you can do it and that you've just, and I was having this conversation with a client this morning. This is the way I approach it. So if anyone wants a little five second insight into my crazy freaking brain for a moment, this is it. Um, I do not ever look at the finish line. So I do not ever go um, December 3rd. This is your, um, this is the way my head, this is the way my head works day to day, right? So I never look at December 3rd and think about my last physique and look at my current physique and go big gap won't make it right. I never do that. I also don't know who's getting on stage with me and I don't give a fuck. No, no, no cares given, right? Doesn't matter. That's, that's not my race to worry about. I'm only worried about what I'm doing, but what I do every single day is I get up every single day and I think, right, what have I got to achieve today? What are my targets? I've got my 20,000 step count. I've got to hit my gym session. My total calorie burn rate is this. I've got to hit cycle bar three times a week. I've got, you know, my proactive release work I do with my yoga. I've got my corrective rehab work with physio Pilates. So I know what my week looks like and my week is structured into days. I know what my weekly total calorie burn is going to be and I know what my input's going to be. So I know the gap I need to make up in order to get rid of the body fat at the rate I need to lose it. So as long as I just tick the goddamn box every single day, I don't need to worry about the end because as long as I'm channeled and I'm focused and I'm present and I'm engaged and I'm flexing for that particular day, then I'm good because those particular days one by one add up and by 3rd of December, I'll hundred percent. And that is yeah. how we take it day by day. You guys, like you I literally to. stress how have we to. have to take it daily because when you accumulate it to weeks, it feels like it's rush. You feel like, Oh my God, it's right next Dude. door. It's, it's tomorrow. Yeah. Four yes. weeks out. Oh my God, you start freaking out, right? How many competitors so, do you have, Ali, that come to you and freak so out four weeks out? I'm not ready. So oh my God. So There's no way so I'll be ready, years. right? Like, yep. and if you break so it down years. into days and just exactly how I was even saying, you know what? Like, you know what? You know 30 what fucking days, y'all. Like, I've actually said to a few of them, <laughs> you know, I've actually said to a few of them, you're on more food than me. You step about 10K oh, less than me. You got less body fat to lose than me. Do you hear me say one bad thing or like I'm negative in any way about my capacity to bring my best? And they all go, no. And I'm like, right. So should you be worried? No. Okay, great. Let's keep going. (laughs) Don't worry. And that is one scenario. It's more of like exactly how you explain it. I love how you broke it down, you know, trying to make it simplistic to somebody to get like it's data it's actual information that she's collecting to be able to assess that gap that she's trying to create from week to week and if she has those numbers she's able to essentially track these things she's going to be able to create enough progress rate between let's say four weeks from now to know this is my end goal this is my end obviously target and if she assesses herself let's say whatever her you know weight is I will do my assessment on myself on a Sunday and then again midweek on the Wednesday. And I assess what's happening between Sunday and Wednesday, right? So let me just backtrack one second. The reason I think about my prep in those terms as a day-by-day ticking of my boxes and daily habits only is that I do Absolutely. not I do not give room for stress, for unnecessary stress, for unnecessary frustration oh, yeah. and unnecessary freakouts. Because all that's going to do is affect my sleep, affect my cortisol levels and in turn affect my body's ability to burn body fat. So why would I do that to myself, right? Stress I don't. is the number one yeah. thing that makes all yeah. competitors start holding yeah. water. They exactly. worry too much, overthink and stress about tomorrow yeah. when tomorrow's even here. 
right? Yeah. Like, it's not even guaranteed. Heck, you might not even wake up tomorrow, you guys. Like, God may say, you know what? This is your last day. And I'm being honest. Like, I'm very <laughs> about that. And I'm like, it's day by day. And if I really start freaking out about something, I do the same exact thing Ali's explaining. Yeah, it's, 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 both of us. it's exactly right. It's how to manage your anxiety, which is your stress levels. And yeah. also just knowing that there's tomorrow. Just today yeah. is literally one exactly. day at a time. Exactly. And so that's how I approach every single day. And, you know, I will have very honest conversations with myself and my coaching team about the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm behind where I would normally sit sure. But the more that we're tracking through these days and the more that I've gone deeper into this, you know, dig phase that we're in, the faster I'm starting to now change. And it's like, yeah, no, we're fine. We're going to be fine. And not only are we going to hit it, I might even surprise myself and bring something better than I thought I was going to bring, which is pretty cool. I love that. So, yes. so it's, it's good, right? I'm just focused yes. on each individual day. And I've found ways to hack my days to get most out of it. Um, we've had really bad weather here in Queensland lately. And so Jacinta has been amazing. She brought over her treadmill. She's in off season. She doesn't need it. So she's like, throw That's it on amazing. your back deck for a little while. So yeah. I've got a treadmill out there. And then I was like, man, my steps are 20,000. They're going up to 25,000. 20,000. I've never done this many steps. Okay. Did you guys just see this? freaking crazy woman she just said 20 freaking thousand steps yeah. and going up 25,000 25, yeah it's crazy it's I don't recommend this to anyone and this is not how I would ever prep my clients so anyone listening to this don't oh, freak out it's not how I coach boy but, I'm, I'm interested for this next podcast but how, but, so, so you want to know what happens now I said to Christos like all right I take Bubby with me so this is a question I get asked a lot how am I doing all with Bubba let me tell you he is the little man is on my journey with me he's every day so on my he's on my chest for one of the hours because there's two one hour blocks and like a 30 minute block I do to get the steps in. Right. So he's on my chest as a human weight vest for one of the hours, every single morning when we walk the dogs, if it's not raining and then he'll be in the pram usually for the afternoon walk because he falls asleep during that. So that's great. That's a two, that's a kill two birds with one stone type deal because I get him to sleep at the same time as doing my steps. And then there's like the incidentals. Now, if I'm having an active day and it's not a lot of client interfacing on the phone, in the computer, in FaceTimes, I can get the rest of the steps without having to go outside for a walk because I'll get them incidentally. If I don't though, and I'm client interfacing, what we've now done is Christos has bought from JB Hi-Fi this little desk that goes over the top of my treadmill. I was about to say, you're doing the walk and treadmill. On my treadmill. So now I'm going to be working while I'm walking. Hey, y'all. How's that for bloody? Okay, let me, let me just tell you guys, she's going up to what, 25,000 steps and there's so many people and and I know this is in her scenario too. She's had to cut back on cardio in some scenarios, like my own self, right? Where you don't actually have to do that accumulative amount. In a normal prep, in a normal prep, I do not go over ever. 10, 12,000 steps, max average. Exactly. That's and about I don't do yeah. cardio. Like I might in the final six weeks throw in a little bit of post-weights bike for maybe or maybe a little hits, a little, little mech session, if that. Yeah, that's it. Like I don't do it. So in this prep though, and I think I replied to this on my story because people have been asking me about it. Um, it's weights, uh, anywhere between sort of 45 to 60 minute sessions. Um, yeah. Then it's post-weights cardio for 30 yeah. minutes on either yeah. a Stairmaster or a bike or it's sled Metcon style. Yeah. Then on top of that, it is now, we've gone from what was two to now three cycle bar classes, which are 45 minute cycle spew sessions of death where I burn anywhere between 450 and 600 
50 calories, yeah. man. It's those are great. Oh sessions. my God. It's like they're so fun. Though. At it's least fun. those are like they're no. they're fun. Those are like they're the like, like, like the only way that I would work that hard, right? Like is to be in that environment in that group setting. So they're working. Um so I'm doing that as well. So you add that up. That's quite a lot of movement in a day. And like my average active calorie burn, when we started, I was looking for, and for most, so when I'm programming for clients, most clients, what we're looking for is a 500, like a 500 yeah, it's, active it's calorie. Good average, burn. right? Like in 500. Uh, it's how many clients are going to hit that number though? <laughs> yep. So, sorry, let's, let's break this down. Cause a, a lot of people think they burn a lot more than what they really do. Exactly. Exactly. In a, actual weight session will only burn between 150 to 250 max calories are you listening to that is everyone listening to that 150 to 250 max calories and if you think you burn more i urge you to go buy a polar heart strap put it on your heart an actual like put the actual polar onto your heart yes and train and let's see what you burn. But I'm telling you, you'll be shocked to know you'll probably only burn 150 to 150 calories. So my and I usually is- track this for resistance. So you're making a very yeah. good, um, you know, just really good target there because the, the fact that the average of 150 to 250, that's for actual resistance training. That's for resistance properly training. That's for your full, that's for yeah. your full hour in the gym lifting weights, oh, right? right? That's all you burn. Now, what you do do, though, is build some quality muscle. Now, quality muscle obviously burns more, you know, fuel at rest than you tissue. Burns more fuel at rest than anything else, right? So you want more of that. So there, you, you don't want to be focused on burning calories during the resistance right? weight is what we're trying to say. Right. But notice so, that amount is so much lower right. than what you're actually trying right. to accumulate. So if you are trying to burn 500 calorie gap, which that's what most people should be doing in a prep process, their daily active calorie burn should be about 500. That's why normally we have a step count because the step count will make part of that. Then you've got your training session and then you may have to do maybe 10 minutes at the end of your weight session to burn that little bit extra, right? So for everyone listening, normally it's 500 calorie active burn for me. My active calorie burn went because we were obviously only 10 week prep. This is only a 10 week prep for me to stage. From the time I started to the time I get to stage is only 10 weeks. It's half of what I normally do. And I had a third extra body fat on me than I normally have. So I had twice as much to lose in half the amount of time. So we started my active calorie burn target at 750, which is a big hole for me. That's a lot more like for a girl that doesn't do cardio. That was like, oh, wow, cardio no is now cardio. How are you hitting these targets? How are you getting your cardio in? What's your cardio? So now it's gone. Let me just add to this from 750 to 1100. I have to burn 1100 calories. In my and day, this is cardio, you guys. This is excluding resistance training because so you're this not- is the total. This is my total burn across the course of the whole day, and it includes everything, right? So, eleven hundred. You are insane. Yes, this it's intense. Crazy. That's why I'm like, now you understand why I'm like, do as I say, not as I do, bitches, to all of my team because they're not allowed to do this. I would never put them through. No, this. I no. This is aggressive. But I love what she's really putting out there because she's showing how hard she's committed and how really, again, this is tough. This is not easy. This is the hardest one I've ever done. This is way more excruciating on the body, the fatigue, the mental fogginess. I mean, overall, like she's having to exert 
so much more than she's intaking. And yes. that is such that a is horrible so, feeling sometimes when you're to trying put it to into like context for people. <laughs> I'm literally burning every day just under the total amount of food I'm consuming. And that does not factor in my BMR. So what yeah. my body actually then needs, which is like double the amount that's, you know, being burnt um, in total. So it's a big hole, it's a big gap. And the gap is there so that I can drop these last four kilos in but I do want to point something out because we're mentioning how aggressive and how much she's burning. It's not healthy. It's not. Okay. Besides the fact that it's not healthy, no, let it. me bring this up because so many people are going to be like, oh, if Allie is going to, I'm going to try this out, you know, let me go four hours a day. like, you know, yeah. But the thing <laughs> is really that if you don't actually have the correct metabolic standpoint to start. She actually correct. had yes. a such correct. higher range she started with. So she's actually not in a such unhealthy place yet. Yeah, correct, she will correct, be correct. By the end of this prep, correct. she's going to be correct. suffering. Her immune yes. system is going to be shot. She's already feeling the freaking back end of that. But the fact that she's able to start at a higher caloric intake, she was yeah. healthier for a lot longer time than she's actually been as two in the surplus per se. So, for, so yes, I was just going to say full surplus, everyone listening to this full surplus for two years, two years. I'm so sorry. This isn't like something short. I was in a full surplus uh-huh. for two years. I had my micronutrients completely optimized because we needed it, obviously, for the IVF and the pregnancy. Then I was breastfeeding. So even coming out of the back end, I have not had like a night out drinking. I have not eaten shit food. I have not had, I've literally been, for everyone listening to this, this is, you know, what is enabling me to do it without falling apart. I've been on a structured, focused meal plan for two years in a surplus but yeah. structured focus, eating micronutrients, optimized, focusing on her micronutrients for her yeah. pregnancy. She was able to go through her IVF process, obviously through her pregnancy, conceive and even recover and still obviously uh, breastfeed. So she had to really focus on these high vitamin, very dense foods. And the fact that she was able to start again at that higher range allowed her to be a little more aggressive and go into this lower range. She can't stay here very long She's no. only for this <gasps> prep itself she's getting to the end of the freaking you know tunnel here the stage and what i want to say is if anyone starts at a chronic diet already and has been maybe dieting before you would never be able to do this if anything you were gonna just look like a freaking buffalo like water buffalo because you're gonna look so inflamed so water retained because what she's doing is actually being effective because she had higher body fat levels she was in a surplus and was in a healthy marker a range with her panel before she started this and then I also did all of my blood work at the very start to see where I had vitamin or mineral deficiencies if I had any and any enzymes perhaps that were not you know um where they should be if I had any issues with my blood so you know was I fighting anything did I have any overgrowths like I tested everything right so everyone listening to this I didn't just like I knew this was going to be aggressive for me like and way more aggressive than I would ever let anyone else do um and largely because mentally this is not an easy process like most people no that's exactly what I was going to say like this this is is, this is a big mental game and and legitimately most people would crumble most people would not do this and not be able to do this no. Um, and I wouldn't they wish it this far and they would quit though, Ali. That's the thing that I want yeah. to mention next is the fact that because yeah. they don't know what they're going to end up looking like, you already mentioned, like you're dealing it day by day, but they would have quit because they don't want to know what the end is going to look like because yeah. they don't believe in themselves. You believe in your day to day, you believe in your process, and you believe 
in your abilities in the in your work ethic and which um, is, you're gonna get there and you're gonna be badass on that stage i am i'm i'm determined <laughs> to be i'm determined to be so when i did all this testing and then we tested again um you know halfway through this whole block of, of dieting just to make sure that i was you know not lagging in anything because you you really open yourself up for immune suppression big time when you start doing what I'm doing. So, you know, I've, like I said before, I mentioned earlier, I've got some things that I'm taking that I wouldn't normally have taken. Like um, there's a a tablet I'm taking for the production of stomach bile to make sure that my stomach bile is, you know, at the level that it should be. So I don't have any issues with um, motility, absorption of nutrients and everything else. I'm also taking a liposomal, which is the most highest absorbable um, way to basically take vitamin C and um, glutathione, which is a detoxification pathway um, hormone. So I'm taking those. I'm taking a really heavy duty magnesium and zinc. So for repair, recovery and aiding in my sleep, which will be affected when you go into quite a big deficit. Um, I'm also supporting my overall immune function i'm taking nac like there's like i said there's it looks like this big laundry laundry long laundry list of things and you know they're not things that are absolutely imperative for everyone to take and they're not necessary for everyone to take but given my circumstances and where i was sitting um and then my test results came back and my glutathione was a little low and there were a couple of things that uh, from a mineral point of view i was low on we needed to increase my body's ability to absorb those minerals and then have them present in my diet so you know i've really approached this really meticulously and i think that's the main reason why i'm not breaking down yet i am still my skin and my hair and everything still looks amazing um and i feel good still you know like i'm not gonna lie i'm hungry ass bitch i am like angry but i'm it's manageable it's still manageable and i'm i still have energy and i think the energy is a little bit adrenaline but it's also because what i'm eating is so good like i've got specifically timed meals i'm i'm hitting them with consistency um i'm making sure that you know i have the most highest you know, bioavailability protein sources. I am making sure I'm hitting my fruits, my fiber, and then I'm 100% having, you know, my omegas in my diet. So I'm rotating some of my sources. Like it there, it is meticulous. What I have done is meticulous. And look, it's, I've got a great team. I, I am collaborating with two of my peers that are exceptional um, and they are giving me some really great guidance. And, you know, it's made such a profound difference in my results in the last four weeks. And Alex and I have sat down and already started to sort of discuss and map out my reverse because literally, so for everyone listening to this, this is really important. I'm doing crazy shit, yes. But do you understand the minute I get off stage on the Sunday... I'm already increasing right back to my maintenance calories and I go straight into the recovery diet. Like it is all about regaining after that. You have to not staying there. You have to have a plan for after the plan. And this goes to show, we've talked about this multiple times on our episodes about reverse dieting, about post-show, you know, about having an exit strategy and making sure that you actually have a game plan set before the show, not after the show, when you're emotional and you want to just go party or obviously go and have all the celebratory type of foods and just fill yourself up with all the donuts and cookies and bake. You know what? I won't even eat that. 
I don't even eat, you know, but me. Ali, that's, I, that I know you though, but that's, yeah. that's you though. Like you yeah. didn't grow up eating it. I feel like there's a lot of relationship issues, yeah, right? Agreed. Up from a lot of, agreed. you know, the ties to some of these disordered eating. And I call it disordered eating just because we don't realize it at the time that we actually yeah. have some of that bad relationship. It's not just bad relationships with certain foods. It's actually disordered eating, right? Yeah. Like that, these competitors are kind of exasperating, like the actual they symptoms really when not having that game plan post yeah. show. So making sure you do set up with your coach. Every coach has a coach y'all. Okay. Listen to what she just said. Definitely. Okay? We Definitely. all need guidance. We all need someone to support in our corner to be able to go to and have a second pair of eyes. Heck six pairs of eyes, right? It's okay. Yeah, definitely. Look, people, and anyone know, that Anyone that knows me knows that I have an extensive team. And like I've talked about before on a podcast here with you, it's not for everyone what I do and how I do it because I have so many individualized people in specific zones, right? That doesn't work for most people because they won't all talk to each other. And unless you have the knowledge that I have to know how to communicate between them all and then connect them, it won't work, right? So I'm I'm very blessed that I can do that. But that's not for everyone. Um, I'm actually really lucky that um, my osteopath and the one that's been rehabbing me and doing all of my programming, so my actual training programming to keep my back and then pre and post, you know, part of the whole recovery and rehab of my, you know, uterus and midsection. Um, he's actually coming over for the show. Yeah, and for my he's peeps, so that's great. He's going to physically awesome. be there to help treat me because we have recognized that I may have a little bit of breakdown in my structure. Um, I might start having some exacerbated issues with my back. I may have a few niggles with this hamstring tendinopathy that I've been nursing. Um, these things may flare up, right? Because EA is going to be really low. Body's healing rate and recovery it's rates traveling. are compromised. There's so much um, down regulation that this will be a thing. So he's going to be there to treat me. Um, you know, we'll push through my final sessions while we're in the Bahamas together which is great um so I love that I love that he gets to come on this journey with me and I'll do I'll share him a lot on my on my social media so you'll you'll all get familiar with him he's very good at what he does so you know I'm there's a reason I'm able to do what I can do now and safe and pain-free and no backlash because I haven't had any um it's largely been the work I've been doing with him so he's been phenomenal and then I've got you know just a really great team around me that have supported me this whole journey um, Kayla, who we've had on the podcast, she Kayla, has been yeah. imperative for all of my programming pre and postnatal with the things relevant to pelvic floor and in particular, you know, the pubic symphysis issues um, and still navigating some of my core related work post the baby and post the C-section. So that's, you know, another element. Um, then I've got my rehab physios, two of them that I work with that I'm are doing all the deep transverse ending. rehab. So, and the, that oblique sling correction work I've been working with them on. So when it does come time to do my thank you at the end of this journey, there's going to be a long list of people oh. that have contributed. It has taken a village to build oh, yeah, <laughs> every time, man. A and village for my comeback. It has been. You realize this at the end of, you know, the, the journey is, the journey never ends, but the end no. of, let's say, that this first goal, which is Atlantic City, and, and, and we only get better from it, but we realize, man, the support, the coaches, the therapists, everybody that's yeah. in our corner are really the ones that made us 
essentially exactly. shine on stage because we do the work, but we wouldn't be able to do the work we we, we do without that support. Definitely. Of the team. And that's exactly how I felt Definitely. even going into this world. Yep. Like we talked about multiple times, like, I mean, heck, like the therapy was probably more what we have yep. to focus on than the actual stimulus and intensity of training. Cause yep. you and I both go balls to the wall yep. and exactly. we love to do that. And it's like, we couldn't, we have to like, when you can't, you're still it's so, it's so frustrating it's going in second and first and second gear and you go from first gear to second and then you're like oh shit i've got to down go back yeah. down again can't go up again so but frustrating listen, everyone deals with this y'all like it, it, it's about your decision whether you're going to let it make you break you or you're going to actually break through it and you have to understand that there's going to be things that may not feel your best mentally and Allie's really showcasing it through grit yeah, yeah. through actual yeah. action and she's walking the talk and she's look, look perfect <laughs> I know it's tough as fuck like what she's perfect doing example like when I have to give a massive shout out to Jacinta she is my right hand lady in my business also my best friend godmother to George but she is a fucking beast, mate. She's in her off season and she's just literally turning up and doing ridiculous hour and a half walks with me in the morning to, to go get this coffee. Morning. That's her reward I give her is to go get coffee on the walk. Um, and then That's she's turning so up and doing these dumbass cycle spew classes with me. And oh, she's really with, with me on her day off work where I'll be like, oh, we've, I've got to get this class in today. She'll do the walk with me in the morning, then come back to me later that night to go to cycle class with me. Awesome. She doesn't need to be doing these things, but she knows how important it is that I get to the stage in the condition I need to be that's, competitive that's to win, amazing. right? So she's yeah. just like, it's all hands on deck, the entire team. So her, some of my very closest friends, you know, Alex and Carrie are great. They will always message and be like, they've created a little Instagram chat group called the Step Club. And basically oh, we catch yes. up with them now to do steps. So they're on my journey with me. Then my other <laughs> girlfriend will want to go to the markets where we do my steps on a Saturday morning. So it's it's literally all hands on deck. There is not a single person in my inner circle who is not, a, supporting me, but B, proactively being part of the journey. Like they're proactively coming at me with That's options tough. and ideas and, you know, just into a rock up and be like, so I've been thinking about it and I think maybe we need to do this. And she'll have oh, some new random fucking verb or supplement or something. She'll be like, let's throw this in. <laughs> let's do this. Find you those friends, people. <laughs> Make sure you have those yeah. type of people in your life. I wanted to talk about that because this is a really big thing that we see and you know you see it babe as a coach um people that don't have good support networks will never be yeah. successful it is oh. just too hard if you yeah. don't have people in your corner like i just described change your circle move you're not a tree you don't have roots get up and walk away from them and set your roots down where you actually are going to be validated your goals supported and your dreams you know um boosted because and they're the people you want to be with they're the people and you would sure. do those things for other people most of the time if you if you actually went internal you'd be like I would do this and probably for more sure. for this person so you know it's nice to get people that do it back for you you know it's super important and like look at my partner he's I've talked about him oh, a million amazing. times he's really good he will do my food he'll have it ready on time he you know like when he knew that I was having issues being productive with output increasing that it was going to become a problem he cor corrects it and goes and gets me the, the attachment for my treadmill like you know you need people like this 
you need people like fighter, this. right? And yeah. well, and the thing is, it's a, not everybody like is gonna have this amazing family and amazing friendship, right? That just uproots itself. Like Ali said, you do have to move yourself if you're not in those kind of scenarios right. and have that environment. You have to get out of where you're at, create a new environment. That's what we're referring to. Yeah. But it's more about if you don't have those people, it's okay to be alone. And I think that so many people are scared to be alone and walk alone on this journey. Oh, and I yeah. That it's actually probably one of the best things and I probably um, secluded too many people out of my, you know, maybe my first few years. And it, it was actually more intentional because I didn't feel like anybody aligned with yeah. my no goals one and got they didn't it. understand. And yeah. I didn't have time to go make new friends, to be honest. Like I just didn't have. Yeah, but like, yeah, look at this... how many you've made through the but process. But through competing. Though, right? Exactly. So this so is the other thing I say. That's what I was going to Yeah, was... find your community, right? So just yes. instead of staying where you are, and feeling unsupported just right. slowly start to become Find present in community. other environments where those yes. people already sit because you'll pick them up and and i'm sure your team feels this way they just feel like it's like a little sisterhood right like you've yeah. created a culture and that's where i feel super super proud and very just prideful in our team like just how everyone is really extremely family oriented. They all support each other and are there to actually have the culture. It's not just a competitive type of standpoint. I feel like when we go into the competitions, right, everybody at some point wants to like look at each other as competitors yeah. versus at, on a team, if they're on, you know, coaching team or I don't know, overall, like still doing the same Things, same lifestyle, you're going to feel more support rather than yeah, a competition 100%. from that team. It really so just find is. that community. It make really sure is. maybe if you don't have it, like Ali mentioned, an amazing support system that she has going on right now, which is yeah. going to make her successful. And I find that everything that she mentioned being extreme, but very, <sighs> it is very, very extreme. And it's I'm, really I'm, cool. And I'm I love caveating, caveating this entire podcast today that, you know, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. I would never program like this. I would never have a client do this. I would never recommend this. I wouldn't endorse it. Um, you know, I would not. And if I hadn't already had fully committed to it and jumped headfirst into the waters of some very deep water, um, I would have, you know, maybe gone, all right, maybe I go for another show with more time frame. but I'm not that person. And once I commit, I'm committed. So I'm, I'm there. I, I love that about you though. I love that about you. So you are a boss because of it. That makes you the real queen okay like you actually are well coming i'm coming back for that retirement. Me, i'm throwing it out there for those that haven't heard it i'm coming back for that that title will be mine again next year i'm fighting my ass off for it so <laughs> this comeback of mine it starts with atlantic city it definitely does not end there because i will be in the best starting position so just you think about this when i put that yeah. that physique on stage in yeah. december right just you think this yeah. this thought that's, that's her starting, starting point for worlds. I know it. That's her starting point for worlds. Now that's oh, a pretty cool thought. Shaking in their boots, you guys. That's but a no, motivation I'm, for me. It's too. Motivation. I'm really motivated by that. I'm super, super excited to see what I bring to worlds because I know what that's the, the end goal. It's going like, to be way down. Goal to yeah. have her come back was the world was the goal. And I know worlds is the actual it's goal. crazy enough. Right. I like probably can see her even saying, you know what, I'm going to do another pro am. And I you know what? Even, don't laugh. I already see her don't doing laugh. She's going to probably do will. I know you will. Like I already <laughs> know you. I just know you. She's going to get off of the Atlantic City and she's gonna tell Steph. I'm doesn't this do sound, sound familiar though, Steph? Don't you recall back in 2016, I did Atlantic City. 
I got off the stage. I came and I saw in, you in LA. In LA. I got off the stage, came in even better in one world. I so exactly I won't do the trifecta again. I, I just already want. see it, but you know what? Let's, let's watch and see, let's get the popcorn yeah. out guys. And you know, let's, we're out for a show. If you haven't been following Alicia, she has been updating everybody on her yeah. social media, keep, keep up doing with it. her journey and, you know, obviously share as much as you possibly can. I'm interested to see this freaking 1100,000, you know, calories. Oh God, babe. It's crazy. But- so what I will do over the course of the next week, I'm just going to pick a random day, one of my days, one of my many days, because they all look slightly different, but they all have the same sort of targets, right? That metabolically I've got to hit. So I will I will go through a day and I'm going to share it. I'll do a day in the you know life of a 1100 exactly. so calorie day. You know I am with social I'll media. share what it looks like <laughs> and then... Um, I'll share what it looks like and then I'll go through, you know, how I'm actually structuring food around the course of that day to survive it because that's the other thing too it's timing sure everyone's interested and, oh yeah. yeah and how you're spreading them yes, out correct, how you're timing them out because I think that'll be interesting for people to see um I do want to make a note of this though I am embracing hunger so this is something that a lot of people I see here um, this class run away guys. from or they go <laughs> fuck, I'm hungry. I've got to go fill that gap. I can't possibly Uh, feel this way. They'll tell you that they feel like they're going to vomit, that they're going to pass out. Let me tell you this. You're never, ever going to vomit and pass out from not eating for five minutes. And if you have a slight deficit, that's not going to do that to you either. It's it's just literally that you don't know what that feels like because you're not used to it. Um, But I have welcomed it. It's been a long time since I felt hunger. I haven't felt hunger in two and a half years. It's a long time and it's refreshing to feel it because I, I feel grateful for the food I am eating. I feel grateful mm-hmm. that I'm in a position to always have food. I feel blessed by my life. I feel blessed by my, you know, situation in this life. And it gives yeah. you gratitude. And I, I feel all of those things. 100%. Then I also feel um, like I have choice. I have this really profound level of control over the quality of my food now. So I find the concept of making my meals even more, um, enjoyable because the way I'm constructing my day and my plate, it all has purpose and strategy and it's nurturing and fueling and built for this, this vehicle of mine to perform this race that I'm about to race and hopefully kick ass and win in. Right. So it's, I'm looking at hunger from a different, completely different perspective. And I wanted to share that because most people fear hunger and they run from it. And most people also go, I can't handle it, but my challenge to you all is reframe the way you see it because hunger equals success in this sport. And if you don't have hunger, then you're most likely probably not even in a deficit. And you're also probably needing to do a little bit of work to touch back into understanding the cues in your body because you're probably not even recognizing cues in your system, right? So I'm not endorsing crazy starvation diets and hunger for long periods of time, not at all. But what I am saying is that in the purpose of this sport, it's necessary. It must be present. It shouldn't be feared. Shouldn't be, you shouldn't bridge the gap of hunger and go eat something because you felt sick and like you needed it. It's rubbish. 
you know, that's, that's your mental state telling you that you need to go back to maintenance, quote unquote, yeah, right? right. In reality, it is. you just got yourself out of a deficit. It so is. you were creating the deficit and you just closed it. So exactly. you actually exactly. need hunger. If you don't have appetite, if you don't have those yeah. hunger cues, if you're not freaking hungry at some point or get hangry and you don't know what hangry means, then you, you are not, not even, not even, not even doing it, not even doing it, not doing it right. So and make sure hunger is part of it you'll notice that you'll go through phases where that adaptation will occur and you'll obviously have a level of down regulation if you're dieting for chronic periods of time and um and or aggressively like me and you you might get a little more comfortable in the hunger that's usually a sign that's time to turn something up whether it's turning up the volume on output or whether or not it's reducing down calories again sometimes both sometimes one or the other but that's all normal and should be taking place at a certain point through two stage you really should always feel an element of hunger always like that's just going to happen. So my hunger is intense, Mm -hmm. but I am 100% leaning into it. And I'm actually, this is going to sound mental, but I'm actually kind of enjoying it. And I'm actually, that just makes you a champion. That just makes actually that the hunger is part of that success. I'm actually enjoying. Isn't that crazy? Like the, the, the actual difficulty of this prep is intense but i'm but i'm actually i'm actually getting stuff out of it i'm actually thriving in it yeah that means that you're actually pushing your potential you're going to reach a threshold you probably haven't Mm. reached before because you're pushing at a level and an intensity that again you haven't ever done before for a prep so i actually believe exactly exactly it's going to be more than what you expect because as a coach you know that there's actual expectations and then there's like holy shit what happened kind of moments right like and when those moments happen you're like oh my god i'm so proud and you just know everything fell into place because of all your hard work is now showing i I think I think that's exactly what it is for me. Like, I think the way that I'm looking at it is this, right? Um, All right. For argument's sake, say I get there and for whatever reason, I don't get the win. I'm just going to throw this. It's a pure hypothetical. Let's be real. Um, Say I don't. I'm actually not even going to be upset about it because I will have known that there was nothing more that I could do in the 10 weeks I had post the baby and the c-section that there was nothing more i could have i there i am leaving nothing on the table there is nothing more i could ask from myself in order to be any better than what i what what i what my final presentation will be right so i'm fucking proud of myself like i'm beyond proud of myself for what i'm doing and it's insane i i actually have moments all that matters when you just said but i feel proud that's right. what that's the cue though. And like, then if I win, no matter like, what comes out of it, you're exactly, proud of exactly. what it's true. You're, like, you're that's I'm chasing, way. chasing a win, yes. But but we I had this conversation with Christos where I said, you know, for the first time ever, asking myself, are you mentally prepared for a for a non-win? And I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm actually fucking good. Like, I'm actually really happy with what I will have achieved. And what I'm looking for is twofold. A, I would like to prove that it can be done and that I can win. And I still believe with every fiber of my being that I can win this. So I'm going for the win. That's facts. But if I don't get it, I'm actually going to be good. Like, because I'm going to be really proud of me. I already am. So I've already won in a sense, right? But I also want to know that when I stand on that stage and my child is in the audience and he will literally have been one day over five months old, that's a profound achievement. (gasps) 
that is profound. More than profound. Like that is probably, isn't that crazy? Probably record breaking. I don't even know if any other. I, no. I want to know if there's another competitor out there that any of you listeners know of that has got off of having a C-section and got within five months on a stage and look like nearly, nearly, and I want to say nearly at the caliber that Allie's going to bring a package. If so, uh, send them over, send that page over to my page and I would love to see who this person is. You want to get them on the podcast. I would love to bring them on the podcast. If there's anyone that you know of that has got on the stage within even six months, honestly, like I think that alone, because I know, imagine what you would have been able to do with an extra four weeks, Allie. Like, 100% babe 100% like if, if I had had an extra four weeks I would have brought something better than my last worlds that's fact oh, because I, all I, of my I measurements are that. showing the mass increase in my lower half and I've brought my upper body down so I would have had yes. a better physique than my last worlds so how cool is that though knowing that the foundation is there to be better than my last worlds to bring back oh. to worlds and even better than that come yeah. August next year it's pretty cool I'm super excited so look I think that's my journey. So all, far. you're getting us all pumped, Allie. We all just yeah. want to see this package now. <laughs> my goal is to um my goal is to do myself and my family proud and that I literally just want to be a role model for my team. Um and I largely want to show what's coming to August. So everyone, you know, best. I am <laughs> pumped and I cannot wait. I'm getting my popcorn ready. Hope and you guys and uh make sure you're following i also want to say um you know look for anyone watching this which i'm super happy about i actually have more time with my son in this prep process and as a whole than i had with my daughter so when i had my daughter i got on stage when she was seven months old so i was on stage seven she was seven months old she was just over six months so i had more time than i had with this baby and i also didn't have a c-section so i was back in the gym after three weeks so i had a much longer prep time right it didn't look anything like this it was way better than this process but i was working different sort of um i had two physical studios so i was physically present inside of studios i didn't have as much time with her i couldn't train with her in a home gym like i can now so i didn't get as much time with her in my prep but i have spent i haven't missed a thing i've been there he had his first rollover today i've been there for all of his first sounds his first every single milestone he's physically been with me so I haven't missed a fucking thing. And I've been able to breastfeed right up until, you know, only very recently when supply dwindled because my deficit was just too high. Um, yeah. I've been able to breastfeed. I was breastfeeding him in between sets in my yeah, gym I while I, I trained. Like, I <laughs> so, so I just want everyone to know that, you know, he's been integral and he's been on the journey and I have spent more time with him than I would have perceived possible and it makes me so happy like I don't think I would enjoy this like I currently am if I was removed from him too much and I'm not and it's been lovely and then what has also been nice is that you know my husband-to-be um he gets quality time with him when I'm in a physio appointment or I'm at you know I'm in a hands-on for 45 minutes to an hour he gets quality dad time and he's a great dad so this kid is smothered in love and attention and time and he's with us in our office and with us all day while we work and if he's not you can see Jacinda pacing in the background behind (laughs) me with him in her arms because if he's not with one of us he's being hugged by godmother and um you know it's it's been a wonderful part 
you know, to have him play in this process too. So I just wanted to throw that out there too, because if anyone's watching my stuff, you'll see him constantly we featured love in everything. We love George. Um, we can never get enough yeah, of him. He's, he's so literally cute. I also wanted to say that because I wanted to also show that it is possible to have and to juggle and to, you know, make it work when you've got that fresh new little being in your in your life too. And you don't have to feel this guilt about having, you know, any time for yourself. You can take them in on the journey and it can just be something as simple as walks or, you know, doing home workouts, but they can physically be with you if you're worried about that. And I only say that because I have had a couple of clients postpartum that have had this really insane level of guilt about doing anything workout yeah 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 away from them yeah um, and there's different scenarios of course i think there's going to be you know uh probably figuring out how to get those moments in like ali's saying maybe those walks or maybe some little home body weight home workouts setups or something yeah. like that to be able to monitor the way she has been able to so it, it's about navigating finding support system an actual process make yeah. sure you follow it you take it day by day day you by day say, oh yeah boxes oh day yeah by day, sure take the boxes. you have a plan you are executing the plan and you only focus on one day at a time yeah. you don't look ahead you don't overstress on what's to come on will i be ready if you don't believe in your actual ability and you don't believe in your own self if you believe yeah. that you're gonna quit and essentially stop then yeah, there's probably going to be some doubt. And I think that yeah. that's really where it comes down to. If you are confident enough, knowing that you aren't going to give up on yourself that right. day, if you can just take it again, one day at a time, like we're talking about, and yeah. it being actually you facing one day, not four yeah. weeks, not eight weeks, not 10 weeks, you know, and, and not two this even is where I think those midweek check-ins with yourself are important too, because then you're not letting it go even one whole week, right? Before you can correct something. If something's a little off midweek, you can be like, oh crap, I'm down in my day, in my minutes for that half of the week in cardio. I better step it up for the next half of the week or my sleep has suffered. Very and nice. all of a sudden I haven't dropped what I calculated I should drop. I'm focusing on sleep for the next three nights, right? It doesn't always have to be reducing more food. It's got to be what uh -huh. are the other variables contributing to it, but you can exactly. catch it up faster. The variables, y'all. And if you aren't tracking, notice how everything we're referring back to is data. And data, we're talking data, about data. tracking her sleep, tracking her caloric burn, tracking her caloric intake, tracking your steps, yeah. just overall, any data she could actually intake. And the track. other thing I track too much information, but stop it. I'm sharing everything. I may as well share this. Ever I track my bowel movements. You Every have to. Day. Okay. Thank you for saying it because it's probably a daily topic I have with multiple clients every yep. freaking single day. <laughs> it's like, and I, and I tend to see today? the trend <laughs> between, you know, frequency or, you know, change in type stool types yes. to sleep, stress, and output. So if my oh, recovery yeah. is affected, usually that's affected. But then the relevance of this people for everyone listening that has freakouts about fluctuations on scales is if I know I've had 700 grams between lunch and dinner in food volume and I yeah. haven't fucking passed any movement, if my scale hasn't gone down, do you think that I think I haven't oh. dropped body fat? No. I look at my food and go, there we go. It's still sitting. Oh, it's sitting in my intestines. And like, look, and this is another one, or good to know. We'll quickly just touch it because this is a complete other just 
whole segment of a, of a podcast that we're going to have to talk about vowels y'all and it will be that touchy subject but yeah we'll do we, a poop we one let's do a poop podcast this is totally going to be a poop episode next one <laughs> not next one but at some point because one thing that it does get to me that competitors may and if you're listening and you are a competitor and you are not going regularly and your bowels are not normal yeah. you have to get that sorted you are Dude. never going to look your best you are right. not going to actually be digesting and absorbing all of the foods and meals you're eating. You can be doing all the work. You can be doing all the cardio. You can be eating the little amounts of food, but guess what? You're not passing it. It's stuck. That actual right, exactly. bit is stuck in your stomach. So and then you, you also need to, need to consider why is it happening, right? So what's causing that? What's going on in all the gut it. itself? Are you hitting the, the, the yeah. scale with the you know food so in your anything. intestines? All these things, which deserves a whole episode, y'all. So we yeah. will talk so about that. So we will that. talk about that at another point in time, <laughs> yeah. but I just wanted to quickly share with you that I monitor my poo. Oh, hey, <laughs> you should. Track everything, you guys. Make sure you're tracking your sleep, monitoring, of course, your stress yeah. levels. Yeah. If you are having some you know, extra stress in life, maybe trying to manage it by reducing your cortisol levels through actual supplementation, vitamins, minerals, all the things that you're even noticing Ali's having to supplement in as she's downregulating her immune system and her body. And let me know if you're listening to this and there's anything you specifically would like me to cover off, anything you'd like me to share more of, you want me to start sharing like what I'm taking from a vitamin and supplement mineral point of view, why I'm taking it, when I'm taking it, I'm happy to share. So pop things into comments, into our posts, you know, yeah. direct message us um, where we're, you know, sure. open to that. And then we'll do little segment podcasts from some of the topics we've sort of touched on lightly today. One of them being our poop, our poo oh, episode. Yeah. I'm excited up. for that Why one. Not? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And, totally um, that. and then, you know, look, I think I will continue to share some of those more targeted information based, um, you know, posts on my social media for you all, because Look, like I said, this is, it's a very unique prep. Um, there's some cool stuff and then there's some just grind stuff too. But um, but I am sharing all, I'm being very open and honest with all of you about how I'm going and that this is just the first little, you know, stop really on what was the true comeback, which is for Worlds next year. I love it, Ali. Well, I love watching Woo. your journey and I love seeing you so far. And everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you guys for just supporting our podcast yeah. and just- listening in, being interested in Ali and I's life, as well as just the topics and things. So please share anything you guys want us to really be covering. Um, and we want to know any feedback, honestly. I think the feedback's yeah. always welcome. I love seeing those little commentaries of how boosted and motivated, or it just helps them throughout the day listening to us. So it's very, very needed to hit those kind of commentaries sometimes. So thank you guys for those of you that thank have you. already sent us those nice, sweet messages. Um, but we support all of you and we want everyone to know it's possible. It's about having a plan, having support, and really just finding a community that allows you to chase those dreams, chase those goals, and be healthy. It's about having Absolutely. a very, very healthy lifestyle around this. So just don't be worry, Allie, don't know, be Stephanie, <laughs> for everyone that actually watches on YouTube, say, oh my gosh. Say, honey, Steph. He just oh, woke up. Have a look at his Halloween outfit, babe. But 
God, I can't with his hair. He has more hair than I have seen on any baby. Isn't he the cutest thing on the planet, though? Oh my God. I'm overloaded with cuteness. Now I just want to go through the screen. He can't wait for for Auntie Steph and Uncle Kerry hugs very, very soon. cannot. Oh my gosh, y'all. Just get onto the YouTube. Just look at this cuteness (laughs) overload if you want to hop on. Follow the podcast. Subscribe. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Your faces. Bye. Bye. See you, babe. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Queen Divas Pod, on Twitter at Queen Divas 4, and follow our hosts on Instagram, Alicia at Alicia Gowans underscore WBFF Pro, and Steph at Stephanie Ayala 7. See you all next week.